Welcome to the Beyond Green 365 podcast. This podcast educates homeowners on how to make healthier choices when updating, remodeling, or building a new home. Step Beyond Green to Healthy supports, advocates, and educates for healthier indoor environments. We make every effort to offer healthier options and learning opportunities. However, our assistance is not specific medical advice for any one person and or medical condition. For specific medical advice, please contact your physician. The content provided by Step Beyond Green to Healthy is for your information only. Any application of this information is your responsibility entirely. Here is your host, Jonathan Sinovic. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Beyond 365. I had the pleasure of sitting down with Dave Harley of Advana Clean of Badgerland. His company specializes in mold remediation and this topic's really important to creating a healthy home because mold affects almost every household in the United States. Um, and, you know, it's found everywhere. It's found in your home. It's found in, in your office. It's found outside. And so I think the key uh, to understanding some of the health um, issues that we have is understanding that mold might take part in that. And so because of that, sitting down with Dave was, was really neat Um What's even more fascinating is that Dave actually spent 30 years in corporate America. He was a financial investor, um, but really felt like something was missing in his life. He really wanted to help people and work with his hands and, and felt that maybe the finance world wasn't the way to do that. So he started looking for franchises throughout the Milwaukee area and landed on Advanaclean, um, and particularly because he felt like if people were having issues with mold, that if he could remediate that and make their lives better, that he would help every single client that he had. In fact, so much so that he created a tagline that we help people to breathe easier, and that couldn't be closer to the truth than, than ever. Dave is actually married. He's got two twin daughters that are in their, their 20s now, and he's lived his entire life actually in, in Mequon, uh, Wisconsin, which is just north of Milwaukee. Um, and I think that's kind of interesting because he actually re he talks about uh, living in his parents' farmhouse and how older homes, some you know, have a have a unique set of air infiltration pieces as well as the newer homes that are you know are tight. And so he has a, he has a good frame of re of reference. He has a extreme passion for you know the the mold mold remediation and mold being the enemy of of us and and he wants to help out. So with that. Uh, let's get to the the episode here, which is debunking myths on mold uh, removal, and you know what does the mold removal process look like? Joined again with Dave today, Dave. I'm so excited to have you here. I'm glad to be here. All right. Well, today is actually all about what your firm does. Um, but before we get into what it does and how it does it, as far as mold remediation, um, let's talk about some of the standards in which any re any firm should have, right? Mm -hmm. All right. So, and I think one of the biggest ones is we talk about the IICRC. That's really, really a lot of letters. But what it really stands for is the Institute of Inspection, Cleaning, and Restoration Certification. And from my understanding, this is kind of a key when it comes to mold re re remediation. Ugh, that's a hard one for me, remediation mold. Um, it's, this is really the standard in that, correct? Yeah, they set the standards. Um, they would be what I would call the industry standard. Uh, they have uh, a set of standards called the S520. Uh, and the S520 basically prescribes how we remediate mold. 
It gives us uh, literally step-by-step instructions on what we should be doing to uh, take care of mold in people's houses and businesses. Is that S520, is, is those steps, are they available to the general public to glance over? Is that something that you actually need to take the course and, and make sure that you're certified in order to get? Uh, you actually have to buy access to them. Oh, uh, <laughs> they are held the tight. CRC, <laughs> um, but uh, you you can find them on the internet. I mean, Just they're to, they are published. Uh, and that and there's a reason why the I, the IICRC is the standard, and that's because you would think that the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, and the federal government, they would have set a standard. But in kind of talking to you before the show, you were telling me that they're. The EPA doesn't have a standard for mold, correct? Uh, they don't really have a specific standard. Um, they uh, have very specific standards for things like asbestos and lead, uh, but don't really have a lot to say on mold. Hmm. And so the IICRC has created these uh, standards for us um, for how to inspect and how to remediate mold in buildings. And... Um, also, they set some standards for like things like carpet cleaning and, and, and water removal too, right? The, the IICRC isn't just mold. It's actually got a couple standards, correct? Yeah. Um, another one that we follow closely is the S500, which is for uh, water damage. Uh, we help people to uh, clean up water, dry out their house if they have basement flood or uh, pipe burst or something like that. And uh, we follow the S500 standard. Uh, it prescribes uh, the different types of water that you can encounter, um, clear water, gray water, black water. Um, and it uh, gives uh, prescriptions on what you need to do to resolve each of those types of water. Right, and we don't want black water, right? No. <laughs> that's, that's the type that's of water so that you don't want to touch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and there, you know, the guidelines are very prescriptive about, uh, you know, the the removal of uh, things like carpeting and padding. If they're uh, exposed to black water, they pretty much have to go. Whereas if they're exposed to clear water uh, within the first twenty four hours, oftentimes you can uh, sufficiently dry them, and they're safe to uh, keep in your house. There's that key word again, 24 hours. Yes. <laughs> you can have mold growth begin within 24 hours. Um, and you've actually encountered people who have actually let that go way longer, like had a pipe burst, and, and I think you got a couple stories, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Unfortunately. Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, the last several uh, customers that I've helped with water, um, you know, I, it would be Tuesday night, and I would say, when did this happen? Oh, Saturday well, at this point, you know, any clear water that uh, was going to be easy to clean up is now, I have to consider it black water. Uh, I have to consider it sewage and basically follow the guidelines for treating it as though it was sewage. Wow. So if you get on it quickly, um, I had a, a customer a couple of weeks ago who basically heard water running, ran downstairs, realized that a pipe had burst in his wall, he caught it probably within 15 or 20 minutes of the actual uh, bursting of the pipe. And uh, he called me. I was there within about three hours. And the remediation was simple. Uh, it was easy to take care of. And we didn't have to tear out all his walls and throw away all his carpeting. I think that's kind of a critical piece in the fact in order to have something done within t uh, the first 24 hours, you have to have a company availability to do that. And we're hearing today today. 
um, especially in the Midwest, that you know contractors are further and further out. And so I think people inherently think that, well, they're just not going to, I mean, that, that client. What happened Saturday? No one's, I mean, it's going to be an emergency call on a Saturday. I'm, I'm not going to do anything and then forgot Monday morning. Um, but what you're saying is that particularly unique to your companies, you have that ability to respond within hours. We do. Um, we uh, have equipment pretty much at the ready. Um, we can load up a truck and get a technician out there pretty quick. Wow. That's, that's, that's awesome. So let's, let's talk about this, the steps necessary. Let's talk about, um, I think a little bit. Yeah. Why don't you run us through like what a typical mold remediation process looks like for your company? Well, uh, probably the, the first step that uh, we want to undertake is identifying the source. Okay. We want to understand where the mold came from in the first place. Um, like we've talked about in the past, Mold needs three things to grow. It needs temperature, food, and water. And water tends to be uh, the, the instigator that uh, causes the mold to grow. So we work with people to understand where is the moisture coming from. Is it a lack of ventilation? Is it uh, a bathroom fan that's venting into the attic instead of venting through the roof? Uh, so we try to identify the source first and make sure that that source gets fixed, whether we fix it or we help the uh, homeowner find a contractor to fix it. We want to get that done first uh, in order to inhibit any future mold growth because we don't want to come in and take the mold out just to have new mold replace it. Got it. So step one is really the identifying factor. So if, if anybody calls, the first thing you're going to do is kind of go out there and see, assuming it's not a major emergency, um, that you're you're going to come out there and, and inspect it. So is, is it one of those things that um, if I'm a homeowner and I, and I'll, okay, I see mold in the basement, um, do I, do you tend to find that if I call you and say, Dave, I've got mold in, in my basement, do you, can I just expect that you would come in and just look at the mold in the basement? Or, or is there, is there something bigger that we should be, especially for the, for everybody out there listening right now, what are some, is that, a, is that okay to stop there? Or do you do you suggest some more investigative work? Well, the, the problem with mold is it can get throughout your house. Um, you really need to look at the entire building um, and make sure that you have identified all the various sources of mold. Uh, what tends to happen a lot is uh, people have a home inspection related to um, selling their house, and the home inspector finds what he or she suspects is mold, and so they put it in the report. Uh, the person then has to follow up by having a mold remediation firm contractor like myself come out and inspect and potentially remediate any issue. Because they're selling the house, they're impatient. So, <laughs> Shocking, right? Like, yes. <laughs> and especially these days when you know houses are being snapped up in 15 minutes and at $100,000 over asking price. Mm -hmm. But um, people tend to be impatient. They just want the problem gone. The home inspector saw mold in this corner, just fix this corner. But we find it elsewhere. No, just fix the corner that the, the home inspector pointed out. Um, it's, we're, we're doing the buyer a disservice by not taking care of the entire issue in the house. And it, it's frustrating for me um, when homeowners insist that we limit the scope of our activities to just what the home inspector saw. Uh, because the home inspector is not a mold inspector. Sure. You know, they, they can be certified in mold inspection, uh, 
but um, they often are not mold inspectors. And they're not there specifically looking for mold. They're there looking for a myriad of uh, things. Yeah, I, always th- I sometimes describe home, home inspectors like your general contractor, right? They have an overview of the entire project. Yeah. But specifically, we bring in electricians and plumbers and all those things because those are specialty pieces. Their job is to kind of blanket look, um, and that's that's what they're trained in, right? They're, they're not trained in fixing the problem. They're trained in identifying potential problems. Um, and we're finding that right now in the current climate here in, in Milwaukee that people are even waiving home inspections. So it scares me to death to hear you say, well, the, the, the home inspector identified something, and I came in and I identified this, and there's actually more, and now we're waiving home inspections. So you're actually putting yourself as a buyer, you're putting yourself in some serious harm, I, I would think, because you know now if you eliminate the home inspection, now there's all kinds of things we could miss, but more importantly... If there is mold in the house, it's probably, if there's a small piece of it, it's probably everywhere. Yeah. Uh, I can't tell you how many times um, we've gone into homes uh, three months, six months after the buyer has closed on it, and they had waived a home inspection. And here we find the entire attic is covered in mold. Or, you know, something that a home inspector would have caught very easily uh, goes unreported and un- untouched until three months after the homeowner is in the new home. Jeez. And now they're on the hook to get it resolved. and They have the issues that uh, come along with a, a mold problem. And, and for those of you that are out there listening right now, some of the key pieces of what Dave's talking about is understand that if you're kind of at the threshold of paying top dollar for the current market value of the, of the home, and all of a sudden you get into it, and two or three or three months later, we, we talked about the symptoms of, of mold um, in a previous episode, uh, go 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 back and check the out the one out that we did before about identifying mold and what it does. But some of the things like asthmas and allergies and chronic sinus infections and things like that, um, you you might be less likely or inclined to get a company like Dave's out there because you're at the threshold. We don't have any extra money, right? And and so you're scared to hear the next outcome of you know a company like Dave's coming in saying, well, it's going to be three thousand dollars or five thousand dollars more to remediate this or more. When you've already, you know, kind of spent every dollar you had, and so I feel even worse at that point because I think people hold back because of their fear. They do, and uh, that uh, is definitely a big mistake. Yeah, I know it's, and is it, I think for people like ourselves, Dave, that really feel like we're out there to help people, I think it's it just saddens me every time that someone dealt left it there for a year or two because it doesn't get any better. I think that's that's the key there is. You know, as, as stressful it might be to identify it, to be aware of it, um, at least we know that we can take care of it. If you're just living it and just pretend it's not there, it's kind of like that stain in, in the ceiling, you know, that's been there for four years. I mean, mm-hmm. we should really figure out why there's a stain there and not just go, yeah. well, it hasn't gotten any bigger. I hear that a lot. Well, it's been the same size for four years. You mean you didn't call someone four years ago? <laughs> All right, so if we get you in, um, you know, to we make, we make sure that in, in the inspection area, I think one of the things I do want to just make a, a mention to our listeners, if if you are con- contacting a, a, a full a mold remediation firm, um, make sure they look at, the, I think what Dave's saying is the whole house. You know, don't don't just settle for, yeah, you know, they're going to give you a quote based on you see mold in the basement, we're going to send you a quote, or they pop a picture up in the attic. Make sure that they're, that they're, 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 they're looking at the entire house. Um, and one of the things, too, Dave, that you talked about was testing. So it's not so much even the testing of the mold, but you talked to, can you uh, talk to us a little bit about what your, your company does for air and surface testing? 
Yeah, um, we will do air and surface tests. Um, the air tests are basically kind of a snapshot of what is going on in the, the area of the air test at a given point in time. Uh, we'll also do uh, surface testing, uh, which would be testing like dust to see what, what uh, is in the dust, see if there's mold in the dust, that sort of thing. Um, the testing that we do is through a third-party lab uh, that does an analysis and provides us with a report. Um, what I will tend to recommend is that you hire an industrial hygienist, somebody who specializes in uh, mold testing, if you suspect that you have a significant issue in your home. Industrial or, hygienist, that is one heck of a title. Yeah. Are, are, is that what you actually search, is industrial hygienist? Um, <laughs> or is there something fancy? I just can't imagine, like, hy hygienist, I think. Well, I think that's what my dentist is. <laughs> yeah, I think he has a hygienist, but that's interesting. But that's someone that you could recommend through your firm, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we, we have um, uh, a couple of companies that we recommend. Uh, they will do a very thorough exam of your home. They will identify potential issues. They will write a protocol for remediation so that you know what steps the remediator is going to take. They will come and test after the remediator is gone to make sure that uh, they did what they said they were going to do and that, that they truly uh, remediated and got rid of the mold. Um, so it's money well spent. Uh, it is more money, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, it is definitely money. It's kind of like an insurance policy is what I, I tend to inform people. And you want to make sure that you've identified all the areas that are problematic and you want to make sure there's a plan to get rid of them. And then you want a, an assurance that it was taken care of, right? Yes, exactly. Excellent, excellent. So we've gotten all that front end done. We've got the report. We've, we've talked to you. You're all set and ready to go. Once I have the report, though, I can just use some bleach, right? We don't really need to, we don't really need to have you in there, do we, Dave? Sure, just go right ahead and bleach it. <laughs> No, the, the problem that you have with bleach is that bleach is 97% water. So hmm. and there's 3% active ingredient in it. Now, uh, what have I been saying all along about mold? You need three things. Yeah. And one of them is water. water. <laughs> so if you use bleach on a porous surface like wood or drywall, what happens is that water soaks in to the, the porous surface and it feeds the mold from below. Jeez. And the active ingredient in bleach that would kill the mold stays on the surface. Mm -hmm. So it'll take the mold off the surface, um, but basically it leaves the roots. It's kind of like a dandelion in the summer. When you run over it with your lawnmower, mm -hmm. is it gone? Oh, yeah, sure. I just see it go away. Yeah. And then it comes back. <laughs> and it comes right back. And that's what's going to happen with the mold. And in some cases, it's going to come back stronger and healthier because you've fed it a whole bunch of water. The other issue that you have is mold will uh, consider the active ingredient in bleach as a threat, and it will release its spores. So now mm -hmm. you've created this big cloud of spores that are going to land, and uh, assuming they've got enough water, are going to grow more mold. Well, then I well, then I got this taken care of. I you know I see this. I, I, I'm going to name a product. I don't endorse any products on the show, but kills. I'm just gonna paint it, Dave. That that way, uh, yeah. what, what you just said, I, don't bleach it because it's gonna, it's gonna. I'm just, I'll just paint over it. That's it gonna solve it, right? Kills, kills mold, right? It well, that, it says it's in, in the, the name. name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, no, uh, kills uh, is very clear on the the instructions that are on the can. That uh, basically, while it's designed to be painted over mold 
mold-prone surfaces, you have to clean and remove the mold first. And in my experience, in one to two weeks of painting over mold, it's going to come right through that paint. Jeez. So, so I can't um, use kills. Mold is <laughs> kills is a stain hider. You know, it'll it'll cover a water stain, but mold isn't a stain. Mold is a living thing, and just painting over it is not going to take care of it, and it's not going to kill it. And I think that's that's kind of a neat uh, piece to come back to. So you had talked about when. Um, you use bleach, you know, kind of like dandelions, is that, you know, it, it, it can actually be feel like it's getting attacked. And so, therefore, it releases spores in the air. So, to talk about your at, your, at your company, the containment of that. Sure. Um, pr- the first step that we undertake when we go in to remediate is um, we want to protect the portion of the house that are not contaminated. Seems like a good idea. So we want to contain, hence the term containment, <laughs> contain the mold to the area where it is actively growing. Uh, this is most commonly an attic or a basement. Okay. Uh, so for an attic, for example, you've got an access panel or maybe a pull-down staircase, but you've got some way of getting up into that attic. Uh, we will use tape and spring poles and we'll erect a plastic room underneath that opening. Hmm. So uh, the room is airtight, and uh, it allows us access. We'll put a zipper and zipper door in it or a flap door to make sure that, you know, we can get in and out, but that anything that's in there stays in there. And then we'll hook up a HEPA-filtered air scrubber to put that area under negative pressure. So now the air in the house is rushing towards the mold. So that as we're up there remediating it, taking care of it, uh, whether we're scraping or vacuuming or wiping, uh, anything that becomes airborne stays up in that area. It doesn't end up uh, getting out into the rest of the house. So got it. Got that's it. And the containment. That's process. a containment piece. Now, and I would imagine that also then your your particular employees are suited up to. I can't imagine that you expose them at that level. Yeah, they, they wear full PPE, uh, personal protective equipment. Uh, they wear a Tyvek suit um, with uh, booties and a hood. They wear a full-face respirator with uh, uh, special cartridges that are designed oh. for uh, the mold and the products that we use. Uh, they will typically wear one to two pairs of gloves. Mm. Um, they'll often tape the gloves to their sleeves. They don't want to be exposed to mold. No, so. not at all. So then once, once we've got it contained, uh, we got everybody suited up and ready to go, what exactly is the next step then? Well, uh, the first step that we'll undertake is vacuuming. We'll use a HEPA-filtered vacuum. Uh, we'll vacuum anything that's fuzzy, 3D, loose. Um, we want to make sure that we get all that loose material um, off the surface and uh, make sure that it doesn't aerosolize and into the rest of the house. Uh, then we'll wipe with an antimicrobial. Uh, we'll wipe the rafters and uh, uh, sheathing, and pipes and electrical uh, hmm. lines, everything that's up there gets wow. wiped with an antimicrobial to make sure that uh, we, again, get any loose material and that we're starting to kill the, the uh, mold that's up there. We'll HEPA vacuum again uh, to make sure that we get all that material. 
then we'll typically spray with an antimicrobial and a stain remover. That's bleach, right? Uh, no. No, <laughs> it's not bleach. We just learned that would be a bad thing. Bleach. It's not and bleach. And it's not kills either. <laughs> we'll spray with an antimicrobial and a stain remover, um, which will remove the stains, uh, make sure that uh, the, the mold is dead. Um, and then uh, we'll fog with a botanical antimicrobial. Uh, what that does is anything that became airborne gets brought down to the surface so that when we take the containment down, it doesn't end up contaminating the rest of the house. Wow. Then we'll leave a HEPA-filtered air scrubber uh, just sc scrubbing the air for 48 hours afterwards. Um, we'll leave at least one. Depending on the size of the attic, we may leave two or three. Okay. Um, but that just that makes sure that anything that's airborne stays up there sure wow that's quite a process i would imagine that's not something that you know is, is typically done in, a, in an hour or so uh no <laughs> no excellent we excellent. can typically do it in a day um we'll size the crew based upon the size of the job so we'll have one guy two guys three guys excellent. or gals Got it. all right all right, well, we're just about out of time here, Dave, so I want to thank you again for enlightening us. Just kind of recap some of the things that Dave talked about today um, is, the, is the fact that we want to make sure that if you have, um, if you're thinking you might have mold in your house and you're thinking about getting a firm that specializes in mold rem, uh, remediation, make sure that they follow the IICRC certification S520. You would, I think they would be impressed if you actually asked them about that. So you want to make sure that you have them um, in your house. If you're going to have someone come over there and give you a quote, make sure they follow that, as well as make sure they do a thorough inspection of the entire house. We're seeing, Dave mentioned that in some real estate transactions, we're not seeing them look at the whole house. We're only seeing them look at a part and a piece based on time and money. Um, so if you're a buyer out there, make sure you talk to your real estate agent about making sure that uh, they look at the whole house and not just part of it for your own protection. I think the other thing, too, is that Dave talked about source control. It doesn't do you any good if Dave comes in and cleans all this mold out without identifying. And he's going to point out where the source is coming from, if it's something like a bath fan or soffits or, or some bit of moisture that's, that's leaking. In the end, we're going to have to have that taken care of, too. Otherwise, you're going to get that mold right back. With that, too, also bleach and kills are not your friend and not your answer, so make sure that you actually reach out to a professional to get rid of that. And I want to say, Dave, did I recap that all? You did. All right. You did well, a great job. Well, Dave, as always, thank you so much for your time here today. My pleasure. Thanks we'll see you guys next me. time. Thanks. Step Beyond Green's mission is to create healthier indoor environments for us to live and work in. This is one of the ways that we do this. Please like, subscribe, or share this, as well as leave a comment below about this topic, or maybe it's a topic you'd like us to discuss in the future. As always, stay healthy. We'll see you next time.